I know I'm doing this so late on a Friday night, but fiance has to work and uh, I wanted to get this through because the news cycle is just going absolutely insane and I think our world is over. I think it's over. I, I really do. I think our country is finally, we're on the edge of a civil war. We're on the edge of a revolution. Um, I, I don't know what's going to end up happening. So, hey, listen to this and you tell me what you think. And I know this isn't my typical introduction, but we're going to talk about a lot of things tonight. So listen to this and tell me what you think. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Not a great speech. I think Trump is still kind of showing his temper tantrum. But does this sound like sedition? No. Matter of fact, we're going to probably listen to his speech longer later. It, the speech that supposedly started this whole thing. Uh, we're going to listen to it a lot. And the reason we're going to listen to it a lot is because, well, we'll get to that. Trump has been banned from Facebook. Trump has been banned from Instagram. Trump has been banned from Twitter. The AG for Washington, D.C. has not thrown out the idea of prosecuting Trump for sedition. And the House is about to impeach Trump again with 11 days left in his presidency. 2020 might have ended, but the insanity has just started. And it's going to take more than this podcast to get to it. What we're going to talk about now is what the hell happened in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Let's get to it. Uh, we got a ton to talk about. Okay, so the first thing we need to talk about is the sad and the scary. Um, let's let's talk about what happened on Wednesday. I got a lot of information. I, I, I think I'm figuring it out. Uh, I've got a, a bunch of clips. So here it is. This is sad. A witness to the fatal shooting of Ashley Babbitt told the local news station that the 35-year-old woman was shot by police after she rushed to the window of the U.S. Capitol as officers told protesters to get back. Now, the video is rather disturbing. It's not pleasant to watch. 
Um, Ashley Babbitt was a right-wing conservative. She wasn't alt-right or anything bizarre like that. She was a 14-year veteran in the Air Force. Um, and you saw her try and sneak into the deal, and she got shot. But let's listen to this gentleman who, by the way, probably should spend some time in jail because he did not help the situation at all. I'll call it. He did not help the situation at all. Let's listen to his testimony or what he said happened. We had uh, stormed into the, the chambers inside and there was a young lady who rushed through the windows. A number of police and Secret Service were saying, get back, get down, get out of the way. She didn't heed the call, and as we kind of raced up to grab people and pull them back, they shot her in the neck, and she fell back on me and started saying she was fine, it's cool, and then she started kind of, like, moving weird, and blood was coming out of her mouth and neck and nose, and I don't know if she's alive or dead anymore. And how did you get back out of the building? Uh, riot, riot police came in and started ushering us out with their, their sticks. Where stuff. did you enter the building, and where did you exit? Other side with the scaffolding. We tore through the scaffolding through flashbangs and tear gas and blitzed our way in through all the chambers. I know this is not going to be a popular opinion, but I saw the video. Bevitt was ordered by the Capitol Police with guns drawn to stand down. She crawled on someone's shoulders and tried to enter. She was shot in the neck. She died a short time later. She didn't listen to police and was breaking the law. The fact that she's a conservative and a 14-year-old veteran of the Air Force does not change the fact that she was breaking the law and she was entering a building that is supposed to be ultra-secure. Uh, uh, so, I'm sorry she got shot. It was a justified shoot. That police officer is now on leave, which he shouldn't be. I'm, I'm sorry she died. If she had been allowed to do what she was trying to do, more would have broken in and the situation could have gotten a lot worse. And I'll give, it a, I'll give another comment about the individual who is describing the action. Um, he broke the law and he should be arrested. Period. This was a riot. This wasn't a peaceful protest. Which, by the way, unlike Chris Cuomo... It actually says you can peaceably protest in the United States of America. You can't riot. It says that in the First Amendment. Now that I think now that I think that the police were justified in the shooting of an unarmed white woman who was breaking the law, I feels it I feel it's important to ask an appropriate question. I, I, I feel it's important to bring up the ugly. Okay? 60 officer police officers were injured and one died of a medical condition. We don't really know what that medical condition was. Two other rioters died of medical conditions. There were 68 arrests of rioters. As of me speaking now... Actually, there were a couple people that were arrested today. And today's Friday, Friday night. Explosive devices were found at the Republican National Committee and the Democrat National Committee in Washington, D.C. Um, 
on Wednesday, they were reportedly real. Now, do I think a bunch of conservatives set this up? Listen, I, I, I do think Antifa was involved here. I don't think they were involved to that great extent. But now that I'm hearing that there were actual bombs, pipe bombs, at the Republican and National uh, Committees, I'd say probably Antifa had something to do with this. That's a guess. I don't know. I'm probably going to get banned on YouTube and everywhere else because that seems to be what's happening today. We're going to talk more on that probably on Tuesday because I haven't even talked about the election this week. That's pretty sad. Sources told ABC News late Wednesday that investigators were analyzing the remnants of devices to find clues about the construction and conducting chemical tests. The the investigation is ongoing. So we really don't know what's going on with those bombs. He also said a cooler... Uh, and by, by the way, this is from, where is this from? This is ABC News. He also said a cooler with a long gun and a Molotov cocktail was also recovered from the area around the Capitol. By the way, uh, who does Molotov cocktails? Antifa. That's what they did amidst their 200 riots over the last six, seven months. According to the New York Times, a 70-year-old man was arrested while in the possession of a Molotov cocktail, a materials, and a weapon. Okay, it's the New York Times, so I'm going to put a... I call bullshit here. Here's the thing. This was really bad. It was not necessary for, for conservatives who were always kind of... Um, into law and order, protect the police, don't do anything bizarre. It's just bad. It's not good. Because here's the thing. There are other ways to fight. And we're going to talk about this in later podcasts. We can't talk about it now. Because I told you I'd talk about, I'd, I'd get all the information or get most of the information and talk about what happened on Wednesday. But this is just not good. So the other big question was, where in the hell were the police at this time? Ahead of the, ahead of the protests, federal, ahead of the protests, how about this, ahead of the riot, federal authorities reportedly wanted to maintain a, a quote, minimally visible presence to, quote, avoid inflaming tensions, end quote, after months of violent protests and riots in the cities across America. By the way, those riots in the cities across America had nothing to do with these guys. I mean, these guys were nuts. But whatever, it was still a very small group of people that broke into the Capitol building. Despite advanced knowledge of the impending protest, the United States Capitol Police which deals with the police department for the Capitol building, declined any support from the National Guard or Homeland Security. This was confirmed by a senior official 
it remains unnamed, so you never know what that means. The lack of manpower was evident in the footage of Twitter uh, posted on Twitter, which, by the way, Twitter has been banning. Banning. The police department did not have enough barricades. They actually had to grab barricades from one area and move them into another. You may have heard that the police were actually removing barricades so protesters could go out and have fun. No, that's not what happened. They were moving barricades to consolidate the barricades. In other words, there weren't enough barricades, there weren't enough police officers. And the rioters just did what they did their thing. Terry Grenier, uh, the former, hold on, I just lost him. Uh, Terry Grenier, former uh, Capitol Police chief, told NPR, "Quote: We lost control of the steps and the areas around the exterior of the Capitol, where the skin of the Capitol can be bit." more vulnerable because we don't anticipate that vigilantes and riotous people are up that close. Now, here's something no one talks about. What does he mean by that? Trump was having a rally, and that rally involved a lot of conservatives. They never thought they would do this. BLM, when they were rioting, in Washington, D.C., by the way, they actually set it up because they thought there could be violence. They never assumed there would be violence. National Guard uh, finally decided to arrive and controlled the scene. Um, Miriam Bowser, Muriel, excuse me, Bowser basically held everything out and Muriel Bowser all this bullshit about this was all racist if this was a BLM protest Muriel Bowser held the Washington DC police department and as much as I hate Muriel Bowser at least she's consistent okay I mean she sat back and said I uh, no we can't protest BLM or you can't you can't attack Trump supporters either so she was consistent, and she did listen to the um, uh, the Capitol Police, and she stood down, which makes sense. She still does not know crap and shouldn't be the governor of the state of Washington, D.C., which, by the way, I think is illegal, but whatever. According to the Washington Journal, quote, optics, end quote, were the main reason the National Guardsmen were closer to Capitol grounds to begin with. Quote, they wanted to avoid the optics of having any U.S. military personnel on the steps of the U.S. Capitol and ordered the officers to avoid straying east of 9th Street in Washington, in downtown Washington, blocks from the Capitol grounds. It kind of makes sense because you know what? Conservatives aren't violent. We're just not. We don't do this crap. You had... <coughs> excuse me. You had a small number of radical conservatives, dare I say alt-right conservatives, 
that were being assholes and they didn't think this was going to happen. By the way, every one of those MFers should be prosecuted, thrown in jail for the rest of their lives. That is sedition. It is treason to attack a bastion of democracy in the United States. It is. And they should serve the rest of their lives in prison, as far as I'm concerned. But the thing is, the media is making it out like all conservatives did this. All conservatives supported this. And we didn't. I would say 90% of conservatives don't didn't like the rhetoric that Trump was throwing. Remember that, that video, that audio clip I showed you in the beginning of this podcast? That audio clip is a terrible thing. He did not lower the temperature. I'll also point out that YouTube banned that audio clip. So all the other guys, social media posts, yeah, YouTube's doing it too. It was a bad clip. He should have just said, hey, guys, knock it off. Or he should have just sat there and gave up and realized Trump was throwing a temper tantrum. I acknowledge that. Uh, Many of you may not like what I just said, but it's the truth. And it's okay. Donald Trump had some great policies. And we're going to talk about that too, because this, his last 14 days in office is going to be his legacy because we've got revisionist history in this country. It's stupid. It's wrong. Trump says stupid shit. That doesn't mean his policies suck. Okay, anyway, let's continue on. So Timothy Dimoff, a former SWAT team member who now operates as an independent security consulting company, said, quote, they knew this group was coming. They knew it was going to be enormous but they didn't do any preparation. You know what? You can sit back and believe that conservatives aren't going to go crazy, but first off, um, alt-right will go crazy, Antifa will go crazy, and there will be some unstable conservatives that will join them. So, and there could be some conservatives that are just insane and think we're in a civil war right now. Be prepared. They weren't. Representative Tim Ryan, who's a Democrat from Ohio, and he's the chair of the Capitol Police, he said, quote, it's pretty clear that there's going to be a number of people who are going to be without employment very, very soon. Lack of professional planning and dealing with what we knew was going to occur. First off, no one knew this was going to occur. And leave it to a Democrat to start talking shit. Okay? No one knew this was going to happen. No one knew this was going to happen. It's never happened before. didn't happen with the Tea Parties. It didn't happen with the anti-lockdown protests. It never happened before. And what it does indirectly is vilify the police freaking again. Okay, the police made a mistake. Um, so far, this won't be the last of this story. 
The police chief of Washington, D.C. has resigned. Here's a newsflash. Probably not his fault. Rumor has it Muriel Bowser, who thinks this is the reason for Washington, D.C. to be a state, um, and that she should lead it as the governor? Fuck. Has told the police to stand down throughout the BLM, uh, BLM riots. Uh, I may be cynical, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened on Wednesday. Heck, she told 500 National Guard troops to stand down. I I just don't think Muriel Bowser... Does anyone see a problem with all this crap? It's always about power. Well, Washington, D.C. would not have riots if it was a state, and the mayor should be the governor. Uh, This is going to be a complicated story. Um, More investigations are going to come out on the horizon, maybe. Depends on what the new administration wants. The media is blaming the following. I'm sure you're not going to be shocked about this. They're blaming Trump, conservatives, the police, and Republican leadership. They're not going to blame Muriel Browser, Bowser for making excuses and not planning ahead. They're not going to blame the conditioning of the police who are made to stand back on every protest that's happened in the last six months. And by the way, there were like 500 protests in the last six months. If a a police officer defended himself from a knife-wielding rapist with a freaking... who had his kids in the back of a stolen car and shot him, that cop is called a racist and loses his job. That was that was last week. They're not going to blame the media who said that the only way a message could be received is by violent riots. Oh, oh shit. Do you remember that? When BLM and Antifa were rioting, these were good things. But when... Conservatives do stupid shit. These are really bad. Let's give you a reminder. We heard about this during my uh, New Year's episode, but let's listen to it again. I just want to make sure you got it. I I, I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is mostly a protest. Uh, It is not not generally speaking unruly. What you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. That ain't a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. You know, Brooke, I think this is a march, really. As they're coming off, it's peaceful. They're saying peaceful protests. People are risking COVID to explain to this country that we're fed up. Thank goodness for the looters, man. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property, but these are not reasonable times. And please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I hate using this argument... Because here's the thing. It's whataboutism. Well, yeah, I, they attacked Congress, but what about this? That's crap. It's a bad, it's a bad arguing point. I, bad debate point. I'm not going to say that. How about this? I think that the riots at Washington, D.C. were bad. I also think the riots for BLM were bad. They're both bad. Um... 
why is the media sitting back and saying one riot is bad and one riot isn't? It's hypocrisy. They've been spending just months justifying $2 billion of damage from the BLM and Antifa riots. But, okay, um, but this type of riot is... I'm, they've been justifying the riots of BLM and Antifa, but the riot from a bunch of conservatives is really bad. The others aren't. They're justified. They're good. Well, here's the thing. It's not okay. It's not okay when conservatives riot. It's not okay when BLM riots. It's not okay when Antifa riots. The media needs to be consistent if they want to be legitimate. But they're not legitimate. So that's not going to happen anytime soon. We're going to keep going over this same bullshit for the next four years. And we're going to talk about this because do you know what a purge is? A purge is kill those who don't agree with the government. We're heading towards a purge. We're not talking about that today, but this is an exact example of the purge. And that piece of shit Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, that piece of shit Nancy Pelosi, that piece of crap uh, Chuck Schumer, they're propagating it. And they're going to make themselves into heroes. And it's all for power. And then when we're all in gulags, we can sit back and say, oh, fuck, I was wrong. Now, this trips me out because I can't believe we're going to go through this again. So just listen. And I don't have a lot to say here. It's just dumb. Yesterday was a sad day, as we all know. It was the day where fire stoked by the president and other leaders finally leapt out of the pit and it lit the trees. Thankfully, the strength of our Constitution and democracy held. And we emerged today a little battered, but resolved. What happened yesterday is a wake-up call to many, but it's a call to accountability for others. In the past few presidencies, the administrations have been so concerned about even a moment of weakness that the 25th Amendment was invoked during minor surgeries, passing the duties to the vice president while the president was under anesthesia, because even for that moment to have the captain of the ship absent could cause a major catastrophe. Sadly, yesterday, it became evident that not only has the president abdicated his duty to protect the American people and the people's house, he invoked and inflamed passions that only gave fuel to the insurrection that we saw here. When pressed to move and denounce the violence, he barely did so, while of course victimizing himself and seeming to give a wink and a nod to those doing it. All indications are that the president has become unmoored, not just from his duty, nor even his oath, but from reality itself. It is for this reason that I call for the vice president and members of the cabinet to ensure the next few weeks are safe for the American people and that we have a sane captain of the ship. Section 4 of the 25th Amendment allows a majority of the cabinet and the vice president to assume the duties of the office of presidency until the president is able to himself. It's time to invoke the 25th Amendment and to end this nightmare. That was GOP Representative uh, Kinzinger. I don't know who he is. 
He's probably just some moron. Well, on Monday, Nancy Pelosi has set to submit articles of impeachment if Trump doesn't resign immediately. Trump is set to give power to Joe Biden in 11 days. If this doesn't show you how weak, how irrelevant the House of Representatives has become, I don't know what will. I mean, well, it's not going to happen. The 25th Amendment is not going to be implemented. Articles of impeachment will not pass. They might pass the House. Good for them. (coughs) Not going to pass the Senate. They need 60 votes in the Senate. They're not getting 60 votes in the Senate. In Trump's speech, not great, not illegal. This is just so stupid. Speaking of stupid, let's get back to the media. Uh, Because we can't have a a podcast without the media making ass of themselves. Um, I really don't know if I need to say this again, but I think I'm going to keep saying so that in the future I can sit there and say, hey, remember this? This first cut talks about the riots, and there were over 500 of them between May and September, and some went beyond. These riots were won by BLM, Black Lives Matter, and Antifa, caused over $2 billion in damage and injured 600 police officers. Thousands of businesses were destroyed, and we were in the middle of a pandemic. But, as we found out from the media, the China virus is a woke virus. So, let's listen to the media here and how they see uh, the BLM riots. I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. That ain't a riot. What we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. They are strictly principled anti-fascists, and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. I argue to you tonight: all punches are not equal. Morally, it says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There was some violence. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property. But these are not reasonable times. Thank goodness for the looters, man. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I don't care that much about statues. Respectfully, shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People will do what they do. You're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Do not get it twisted and think that, oh, this is some something that has not never happened before and then this is so terrible and where are we and these savages and all of that. This is how this country was started. People get mad. And people get sick of it. People are risking COVID to explain to this country that we're fed up. Most of the major movements in American history have started at the grassroots level and at some point have turned into direct conflict with American government. So remember your history before you judge your present. Thuggishness is thuggishness wherever it comes from politically and and we should be the first to call it out. I disagree.
Now, this cut is the same media, pretty much the same people, talking about the riot in Washington, D.C. And it was a riot. Let's call it what it was. Uh, They were protesting Trump's loss, and that's fine, but Trump did lose, and we got to move on. By the way, the only this was the only riot that was actually started by a right-wing group. There was something in that last cut that, that kicked my cat a little bit. And they said, at, I think it was Don Lemon, sat there and said that, well, anti-fascists are going to fight white supremacy and white nationalists wherever they are. Um, they weren't there. There was there are not a lot of white nationalists in uh, the areas they were they were actually root looting and rioting. So it just it's just so stupid. Anyway, here's the uh, the second cut. Donald J. Trump called for the insurrection against the United States of America. You talked about Al Qaeda. What has he done in terms of incitement, right? that Osama bin Laden didn't do. Each of these people should be shamed, and they're going to go back, you know, to the Olive Garden and to their the Holiday Inn that they're staying at. The way that we in the media speak about this is so important. Today was terrorism. We call them terrorists. Terrorists. Domestic terrorists. Domestic terrorists. Domestic terrorists. These people are not Americans. Uh, Kevin yeah. McCarthy was on Fox calling this un-American. Marco Rubio. I don't know. There's a lot of empty rhetoric. There's a lot of empty concern. Holly, I should say, of all people had the nerve to condemn the violence that we saw today. Josh Hawley should resign in ignominy. Ted Cruz as well. But honestly, Mitch McConnell, too. Shame on them. Shame on those senators. They sided with domestic terrorists yesterday, and we won't forget it. This in no way absolves them of the sin uh, and the sins that they and the president had committed against this country. And if Donald Trump Jr., Rudy Giuliani, and Donald Trump are not arrested today for insurrection and taken to jail and booked. It was encouraged by our Republican colleagues and that is why every single one of them especially because they have been the ones trying to steal this election that's why we are calling for them to be removed but then trump supporters come in and you open the fucking doors for them you open the doors for them and let them breach the people's house by the way, I would like to thank Grabian for both those videos. God, I love that site. You should love it too. Go go follow Grabian on YouTube. God only knows how long it's going to be there. But you do see the difference, right? And first off, do you notice something? They're not just blaming Trump for this. They're blaming Rubio, McConnell, Cruz. I mean, basically, Rubio, McConnell, Cruz, they're just following the law. They can pretty much do what they're doing. There's nothing illegal about what they're doing. But, you know, that's, that's where this country is going. There's no unity. We're heading to a cultural civil war. There's no question. This was a start. Again, we don't really know how many Antifa and BLM. Apparently there were a few. It wasn't all them, though. We, you, I'm going to say that again. <coughs> we can't just say, oh, and it was all Antifa and BLM. It wasn't. It was a lot of right-wingers that were ticked off. But uh, we're entering a world right now, which is going to get kind of scary. And we're going to talk about that on Monday. So there's one speech that I think we should finish the podcast on. And it is the remembrance of what this country is supposed to be about. That this country is not about the government. This country is about America. America itself. America, its people. 
the government is supposed to be there to support the people. But it's not to be there to run the people. And this was made especially clear by Marco Rubio in his speech after the riots uh, had subsided and they started the uh, they started the counting of the electoral college votes. Listen, I think politics has made us crazy. Everybody in this country has lost their minds on politics, and we have forgotten that America is not a government. America is not a president. America is not a Congress. Let me tell you what America is. America is your family. America is your faith. America is your community. That's America. That's what our adversaries don't understand, and that's what we need to remember. That is how we're going to rebuild this country and turn the page and have a future even brighter than our past. And so that's why I feel so strongly about this and why I hope those who disagree with me will understand. I yield the floor. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well said. I don't like Marco Rubio, and that was a well-said well statement. Because here's the reality. we Politics shouldn't be our lives. The government, we shouldn't worry about the government. We shouldn't. It should not be uh, what makes America's Americans Americans. It's not. And politics. Now, does this mean that we shouldn't, you know... <laughs> ignore what's happening and what absolutely not because i think especially now we've got a lot to be very very worried about in washington and it's already spreading across the country heck like i said earlier i think i said it earlier um the initial click uh clip that i played of donald trump was actually removed by youtube i had i was lucky i got it before I, I before they had removed it but there's so much hate in this country and I don't see it getting better. But it would be nice if people could just remember what Marco Rubio said and that, you know what, the government's not the people. You fight to keep your to keep your life the way it is, your family, your religion. Yes, those things could be under assault soon. It's very possible. But we fight that war when we get to it. Okay, you can follow me on Parlor at Dumbasses Talking Politics. Uh, F Twitter, we'll talk about that probably Tuesday. Um, you can uh, download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, you can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com where you can look at all the links, all the video, all the audio, and my show notes. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs> <laughs>